Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. On today's UFC Unfiltered, my buddy Phoenix Connavale is hanging out with me as my co-host. Hi, Phoenix. Hi. And we have the champ, Tyron Woodley, calling in to talk about his fight this weekend versus Damian Maya. And we also have Tanya Evinger talking about her fight with Cyborg. Hell of a show. Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Hello, everybody. It's myself. I hate to say the third person thing, but this is Matt Serra. If you didn't recognize my annoying voice, Jim Norton's out conquering, uh, I think, Montreal with his stand-up comedy. But my good buddy, Phoenix Connevale, is here. Hi. I put, I always, um... I say your last name with more confidence now. You do? I think it's only so. been 10 years. That's all right, though. It, it takes me a little bit. <laughs> it takes me a little bit, you know? But I'm excited you're here. We have a lot of things to talk about. We, we have do. such. I'm leaving tomorrow for uh, for the West Coast. Yeah, you got to coach Aljo. Aljo Sterling's fighting. What's Henry Aljo Brown. like to coach? He seems Aljo's like such awesome. a fun person. No, Aljo's a great, great dude, man. He's a fun guy to hang out with. He's a fun guy to watch just do anything as far as sparring uh, jujitsu he's so talented he's so he's so talented he's like really and he has a really good work gifted, ethic from what i hear right great work ethic he's enjoying it and he's one of those guys where you know he's cutting his teeth in the ufc where each fight is a growing experience and uh and i like where he's at you know what's weird? I like the way he's looking lately. He lives mm. with Ally Aquenta. They still live together, right? Yeah. <laughs> and when you're with the both of them, yeah. and I'm calling Al, they, they, they know which one I'm talking about. And yeah. I have no idea how they do it. I, I never... But they know... <laughs> for some reason, I never called Aljo Al. I guess some people do. I don't... Yeah, so... Call Aljo a funk master. And I'm That's like... It. What what was what is that house like? The two of them living in a house together. What what do you think that? I think you're gonna have to crash it. Like go over there and crash that party. And that would be, be fun. I would like wall. sit there and play video games with yeah. them and stuff like that. That'd be yeah. awesome. They they're good dudes. They're really good dudes. And uh, I can't wait. We're going out there, me and Longo. We're gonna have a good time. And uh, we got some good momentum because of, I didn't talk to you. Did I talk to you since Chris's fight no. over the weekend? No. How great was that? Ah, I was so happy. How for great him. was that? So happy for Phoenix, him. Phoenix, you weren't there live, right? You weren't there. No. No. It was it was electric. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nassau Coliseum. I think that's the brilliant and beautiful thing about sports when people get behind their hometown teams or their hometown heroes and stuff like that. It's a it felt like it just felt like all of Long Island was there. Yeah, it was great. You know, my wife, my kid was in like the second row. So that was a great experience for them. So like, you know, my kid's uh, eight years old now, my oldest. So that was like, oh, it was great. But uh, the way Chris's fight went. You know, it was like dramatic because you know Kelvin landed that nice left hand. Yeah, it just it just makes it that much more dramatic. You know, for that comeback, for his comeback, Phoenix. I know it's weird to think of Chris Wyman making a comeback yeah, per se. You know, you know what I really am, and, and we're gonna move. On. I want to talk about the fights this weekend, obviously. Definitely. But what I really, really like is how smart he was in there. I mean, he's he's tough. Everybody knows he's tough and he's gifted. And, you know, he's, he's a great wrestler, but it's how smart he fought. Like, and how he had to, you know, battle through adversity where, you know, he did get, you know, hit that time, mm-hmm. you know. And um, by the time his ass was on the floor, I believe he was back. You know, he already, yeah. Know, so he was fine. His, well, he, he looked wide-eyed. Yeah, looked, he was good. He was yeah. good in between rounds, too. But it doesn't mean he didn't get caught with a nice shot. Yeah, definitely. So to come back from that and just be patient and continue to break him down. It's funny. I saw one of my... um. My brown belts, uh, Eric Kearns goes, dude. That was exactly what we were doing. Like there was, we were starting Chris a lot of times with um, during my Tuesday night class over at uh, in Levittown. So it's a it's a it's a monster crew over there. Mm-hmm. So I'd have him start a lot on all fours. I go, this is a lot of the the battle is going to be waged right here on the battle of all fours. So don't get greedy and just put the hooks in and try to finish right away and then. This guy is so Kelvin's so relaxed. He's a very yeah. relaxed yeah. fighter, makes which him makes dangerous. him very dangerous, and and to be able to conserve his energy, you know. But Chris was just so patient, just working, breaking the guy. I had him breaking down a lot of guys from all fours, and and uh, yeah, that's what my guy said. He goes, "Man, dude, that was just like we were doing, man, on all fours, just constantly breaking breaking us down." You and, and I talked about that several yeah. years ago. We called it like a being in hot water positions, starting guys in really bad positions, oh, and then yeah. training them how to get out of it. But in this particular fight, we knew it was going to come into play a lot, and then it did. And Chris did amazing. Well, uh, now he's got Bisping beef. How, you the know, back and forth Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what? The, what? What? You sound exasperated. The, uh, what is what? <sighs> the Twitter stuff, right there. Yeah. Why don't you read what they said in case the audience? Well, I think we should do I masterpiece mean... theater. <laughs> well, I'm not playing. And, and, I'm and not you playing read, one of the. You, be, you, just... you be Chris, and I'll be I'll be Bisping. Absolutely not. But you should just say what they <laughs> said. The fuck? What are you saying? <laughs> no, I'm with you. I can't do Chris no, Wyman's voice. I'm going to do a bad accent. But go ahead, uh, no, Chris Wyman and Mike Michael Bisping okay, so... continue to trade barbs on social media. Yes. So I set it up, and so Bisping says. Bisping says, I'm not, we're not going to do play-by-play, you weirdo. <laughs> but see, what does he say? Say my name, bitch, to uh, Chris Wyman. Yes. Chris says, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So we're off to a, creative. a good start. But go ahead. And Wyman says, wait, Bisping, I'm the asshole? I don't know if that sounds like Chris. I'm trying to do a Long Island She's accent. It's not working out. No, I'm only kidding. You yeah. fine. And, no, then, you, and then you want to work your acting. No, uh, I do. So always, chops. I always do. And it's just he puts up a link of of Bisping ripping the Cuban flag because you know he had done yeah. that to Yael Romero, yeah. which is like rip a flag with Yoel's face on it. Don't get yeah. Cuba involved. We just settled our beef with Cuba. Yeah. Anyway. But, but go ahead. But Bisping, <laughs> Bisping go ahead. goes, according to the fans, yes, fuck me, you're desperate. No one likes you, bro. Yes, no one likes me either, but I don't give a fuck. You're so needy. Yeah, this is what funny. Bisping says. 
It's so funny. It's like kids. It's yeah, like yeah, still yeah. exactly <laughs> the same shit you did in elementary yeah. school. No one likes you. Well, no one likes you. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. So they they go on, they go on at it a little bit, and then 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 why? I mean, I think uh, my you hear my belly. Yeah. That's Are you hungry? Probably. I didn't eat. <laughs> That much. I had a protein bar after I rolled. All right. We'll get somebody to go out and get you a sandwich. No, I don't want a sandwich. But go ahead. So then Weidman Weidman puts up a photo of a cross-eyed guy. And then Bisping, at Bisping, sorry, meant cross-eyed bitch. Yeah. That's pretty funny, but also uh, fucked up at the same time. And then Bisping, go ahead. This is, I know this, Bisping was probably messed up by this because you're a fucking piece of shit mocking an injury. Well, I pray you don't a fight suffer. Injury. Yeah, a fight injury. I pray you don't yeah. suffer the same. And bleep, you bleep. Those are words I don't like saying. I don't and like saying. Fuck them. you, pussy. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to quote the guy. I'm a lady. It yeah, doesn't sound right. Anyway, um, and then Bisping says, and lastly, put your dad on a fucking leash. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Hey, you're talking to me or my dad. I can't tell who you're looking at. And then he did a thing. Yeah. I mean,. I mean, look. I know you don't like it. Well, no, I mean, listen. The thing is this. I like Michael Bisping. And, uh, you know, I love Chris. I, I consider Chris family. Yeah. I really, uh, you know, care for Chris and stuff. I, I'm i not crazy about the cross-eyed comment to start with, to be honest with you, because not for nothing. Am I correct to say that he got that in that Vita Belfort fight that Vita Belfort got popped for steroids with? Yeah, I think so. I, I What do you get popped for? Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was that fight, but he I did. would like to know yeah, because him. that's very important because yeah. that means this guy got disfigured by a cheater, right. and now he's got a. I mean, so it's like I don't like, you know, and I love Chris. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. it was the Vitor. It was the Vitor. It was the Vitor. But fight. I don't think Chris is but, looking at it like that. No, no. He's, listen, Chris he, is a great, yeah. good-hearted guy. So I don't, you know, it is, and you know, sometimes you think of things. On the, that's what the thing is with Twitter, man. You're just thinking of something, and boom, you come back with yeah. something. And I'm not, you know, and I got thick skin. And, and when you're a fighter, you should have thick skin. But at the same time, you know, I mean, that now, you know, I, I think uh, the Bis- Michael Bisping is still a good looking dude. I think he's in action movies. He's doing all right. But, you know, he's got some disfigurement there, I guess, you know, because of his eyes and something's off because of that fight. Because yeah. of a fight with a guy that cheated. And now he's got a, you know, you have, have something. Forever. Yeah, now he's got to deal with that. So that could happen to anybody in there. And yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not crazy about that remark, to be honest with you. And I love Chris. And but I, I don't think he thought of that when he said yeah, it. He was well, just mean, like getting on him, like when funny. you're a he's kid. Saying, he's, saying, he's saying the guy's got cross eyes. <laughs> How's that? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to attack. I love Chris. He's my yeah. guy. But he's, he's you're trying to defend. But what are you defending? I'm not defending. <laughs> and I'm just what saying. What do you like, think of? If you like, if you said to Chris, like, well, you know that that happened with the Vitor Belfort thing. Listen, well, that's he the might thing. be like, oh shit, that is kind of. It's the thing with Twitter. I think maybe you're in the middle of a beef and you have to think of something quick and you exactly. just come up with something. That's I got off that fucking thing. It's like a rap battle. But listen, I'm not... I, they're going to hash it out, those guys. Yeah. That's the good thing. That's why I'm not going to really get involved, you know? I talk about it with Lago. Listen, man, these guys are their own men. They got to... Whether I agree or not of going a certain uh, route or or saying a certain thing, that's not, I'm not... He's going to fight the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's between them... And uh, I'll yeah. tell you, I would like the fight. I would, I, I, that would be a great fight. Well, I mean, I think that's probably going to be logical because Whitaker has that knee injury. Yeah. And, you know, he made well, a statement about coming back when listen, he's going to come back. I don't know who they're going to match up, but I know it's exciting. I'm super excited that, that, that Chris, you know, got that monkey off his back. He's mm-hmm. fucking, 
you know, he, the pressure's gone with that as far as, you know, when you're on a losing streak, you know, I know I've been on losing streaks. It, uh, it sucks. And it's just more and more pressure. And you have to really remember why you were in there. And Chris, you know, had a big test in front of him with, with Kelvin and he passed with flying colors. He did great. And uh, let's just be happy about that. I think it's good for Kelvin too. Thing. No, I think I, it's I'm, good for I'm, Kelvin too because he says, "Okay, oh, now 170 is where I yeah. belong." The UFC Institute, which hey, can I get an invite over there? UFC, I'm dying to go there. I've been when. <laughs> Why don't when, you start with getting your credentials? Yeah, back oh yeah, that, that's a, that's the a first part. But <laughs> uh, Dana bitch. told me about it like a couple years ago, and like just think about all the sports science nerd yeah. shit. I get very excited about that. Um, hold on. Where, where are the fights this weekend? We had DC and we California. had. <laughs> look, at, look at this. You know what's funny? Look what? at your. Look at in front of you, and look at in front of me. <laughs> and right. we started off. Oh, here we go. And we started off exactly the same. Oh man, this is such a good card. I'm so happy to be going out there. This really is one of the best. It cards. really is. Like, yeah. It really is. Um, oh man, that the, the. I mean, the main card is just unreal. You know, Tyron. Woodley versus Damian Maya. Give me your thoughts on that really quick. We're going to talk to Tyron after we talk to uh, Tanya Evinger, correct? Um, Woodley versus Maya, my thoughts on Woodley What is your versus- thoughts on that before we talk to him? So, you, I, uh, I, go ahead. I would like to see Tyron Woodley use a lot of things that he's gotten from Duke Rufus as far as like just very speedy striking with devastating leg kicks. Um, but I think he's might not throw as many kicks because of just how great Maya is on the ground. Yeah. I actually don't think that Woodley is a slouch on the ground. He actually has a lot of submission skills that we haven't really seen him play the great yeah. jiu-jitsu game yet, but he has it. He definitely has it. You know Dean Thomas. Of he's course. Like, Dean who? Yeah. Who? Who's that guy? Yeah. He. They're very good strategists yeah. at, on the ground. And they, I, think, I think the kicks shouldn't just... <laughs> Shouldn't be in that strategy so much. No, I think. I think. But I, his speed of striking. one clinch. It's gonna be. I want to see what happens. A lot's gonna be determined. I feel in that in that opening round. I want to see, especially when um, the champ uh, Tyron is so fresh and explosive. He's so powerful. He's got a it, that could change. I mean, even though he still has that, and we've seen him drop Wonder Boy in the later rounds, right. in the last round, I believe. Yeah. Um, he, so he still has that power, but it's a you don't know how the, if he's going to have that same power fending off um, the grappling uh, assault of Damian Maya. Well, that's what's that's scary. That's an exhausting fight, and it's a total different fight than both of those Wonder Boy fights because Wonder Boy's a totally different fighter right. to get ready for. Totally different. But so, Maya will let you think that you're in a safety zone by attacking him, and he's just he'll find a submission and then go for I'll it. Miss, I want to see how he deals with that underhook when. Um, you know, he doesn't, he, it's a lot of times he doesn't get a clean takedown. He'll get a failed takedown and just sit. Damian Mayo, go try to get that takedown. It's getting, it's obviously getting taken away. It's going to be a, he doesn't force it. He goes for it enough, then he almost slides into a half yeah. guard where he pulls the guy on top because he's good at coming up from that half guard and pulling him forward and taking uh, the single to the body lock to the takedown to the, if guys are avoiding that, then he takes that back. What are you showing me? I'm looking at, the uh, people submitted by Damien Maya, and it's like rear naked choke, 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 neck crank, triangle choke, rear naked choke, yeah. mounted triangle. He takes <laughs> no, he takes the back of uh, of, of Tyron. It's 
it, it very well yeah. could be over. Because he's got huge patience and he just good. finds he's like big, he's long. You can't give him like a milliliter. Um, <laughs> He's so smart. I, I really, it's, it's, it's really, it's really exciting. Um, I, I can't wait to see how he's gonna deal with that, because mm -hmm. I talked to Dean Thomas too. You know, I'm like, man, you're dealing. He's like, man, we're dealing with it. Like, Dean's not yeah. stupid. Like, yeah. Dean Thomas is a smart dude. You know, I don't care how his stand up comedy is. He's a very smart guy. <laughs> Uh, jabs, jabs, and jabs. Never let it go. <laughs> yeah. I had Dean the other day <laughs> before Chris's fight. We had, uh, you know, Dean was in town mm -hmm. just recently because uh, him and Tyron were here doing some promotional stuff. So he was at my school in the morning. We had John Danaher. It was Drago. It was Aljo. So it was a picture of all of us. Jiu-Jitsu masterminds. Oh, I rode like uh, you know two aging, you know two two old school warriors. About me and Drago, I'm like a rising star in the UFC. Aljo, yeah. I'm like a jiu-jitsu mastermind with uh, with my buddy Danner. And then I'm like some guy with an affliction shirt who has to be in the picture, <laughs> and it's Dean on the end putting his fist up. <laughs> Did you get uh, to roll with Dean? No, nah, he doesn't really train too much no more. But I'm gonna get him to roll a little okay. bit just as a buddy. I like the you know Dean's. He makes like he doesn't train, but he I'm sure he still does. Sure. I'm like, dude, what? You got a black belt? How are you not like rolling still? He's funny. I don't know. I think he's doing more than he says he does. Yeah, probably. You know? But he's practicing his, his stand-up. Not his stand-up striking. His fucking, his fucking stand-up comedy. We're getting, we're getting Tyron on the phone today. What? I can't wait. I'm excited. And uh, I, I, I got a lot of questions for him. What do you think of Robbie Lawler versus Donald Cerrone? Now, listen. This is the first time we're seeing Robbie. I mean, he took a nice break, which is, which is I'm good. I'm glad he did, Which is yeah. a good thing. And so he's going to come in fresh. Donald, who knows how he's coming in. The guy's, you know, fucking jumping off bridges. Who knows what that guy's doing? But, I mean, that's a very interesting fight. That's a very interesting fight. What do you think of that fight? I think that Lawler is more powerful than Cerrone with his hands. I think Cerrone is more powerful than Robbie with his kicks. Well, I think he has more tools. I think Donald has more tools. Yeah. Uh, as far as... With his, with his, you know, not that Robbie can't kick, but, but I feel like they like. But to his stand power, up. his power is 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 in his is in his hands, right? Like you know, that's usually where uh, he's the most dangerous. Donald, you know, he, he puts it together nice with his legs, and he's also slick with submissions. Mm -hmm. You know, he you know, don't forget the time when he fought a uh, uh, Cowboy Oliveira and he got that mounted into a rolling into a, a triangle. Yeah, that was mount. beautiful. You know, he's he's slick with that. Oh man, that's an exciting fight. It's just good. It's just good. From the, uh, the whole main card is yeah, good. I want to see how that one plays. I want to see how Robbie is after that break. You know? I'm glad he took it. And Cowboy's been on a bit of a break as well now. I mean, which yeah. he should yeah, have after the Masvidal fight, but yeah. that's his biggest issue. I think is that he's he's too tough for his own good. He's constantly mm -hmm. in there. It's like take take yeah. a little time. Who's that Cowboy? Cowboy, yeah. yeah be fresh. Yeah. yeah, but he also no, when, when a guy really likes it, he likes it, and this is. The first, all right, this is the first time he's fighting since Masvidal. Yeah. I'm doing that because I got something. I'm fucking doing a tonguey thing at you. Do I have, don't you, I hate when I feel like I have some, uh, you know that whiteness in the, the corner. Yeah, I, don't think corner. I don't have it. No. But then I see somebody touch their mouth and I'm touching mine. Then I'm wiping under my nose. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to call Tanya Avenger in a minute. I right, call okay. her in a minute. Listen, we're going to get back to this, but have you seen, let's just geek out for two seconds. Have you seen any of the trailers 
for from Comic Con on the. Seen did you see everything? The, did you see the so new excited. Justice League yes. trailer? Yeah. What did you think of that? What did you think of the Justice League trailer? Um, While we're getting Tanya Evinger on the phone. Um, what? You're not a big fan? Um, mm. Okay, I, I love I Wonder Woman, yeah. and I absolutely and I'm gonna say this. People, you tweet at me. It's fine. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Me too. I don't. I think he's cool. I hated Batman versus Superman, yeah, but, but I liked they, I, all I, the Batman scenes. All the Batman scenes were cool when he yes. had to go save Superman's so, but uh, I, mother. And that, Aquaman that looks dope. Yeah, it's a different take it's like on you, him. like you made Aquaman like the a man. Dothra- a Dothraki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but something about the way maybe it was edited together, it just looked very cartoonish. I needed more, more gotta... practical effects and less uh, CG. I think that's what it was for me. Reaching for Tanya's sheet while I'm talking. Oh yeah, Tanya. No, yeah, she's getting on the. Wait, who's calling first? Tanya. Tanya. Tanya Evinger. Yeah. How are you? Hi. We were talking about superheroes. We're sorry. Uh, This is Matt Sarah in Phoenix, Carnivale. You're on (laughs) UFC Unfiltered. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Now, how are you usually on fight week? Are you are you relaxed? Are you like the calm before the storm? Are you like a bundle of nerves? No, I'm usually. I think I'm usually relaxed. I try not to get all nervous and crazy like all these other people. That comes with time, though. No? I mean, I see you have a lot. Oh of, hell yeah! Yeah, you have a lot hell of yeah. fights. So, is it just business as usual? Or are you feeling? Hey, these. This. I'm in the UFC now. This is like a. You know. You, how's that feeling? Um, I. You know what? I think I'm trying not to make everything bigger than it is. Yeah. You know, bigger than just a fight. So, uh, I know last fight it was real weird. I. I I used to have a buddy that he hit 10 fights. I remember we were, we were way younger in our career. He hit 10 fights. And he's like, I don't get nervous. After like 10 fights, you don't get nervous. And I remember getting to 10 fights and being like, what the fuck is he talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this fucking shit still fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got all the way up to Invicta and I was fighting for Invicta. And I remember after a fight, an interview, and I said, man, you guys need to hurry up and like, let me fight for this belt because, you know, I'm, I don't think I can handle these nerves anymore. Like the nerves were more than the fight it was so hard to to get myself to to actually fight it was crazy um and then i got to a point where you know i don't let anything i didn't wasn't letting anything bother me and i just would do it i knew i was good just go fight don't don't let the nerves get you don't do anything just if, as long as i can perform I'll, I'll win fights and then the last fight i had was really weird and i thought i wasn't nervous and it was so crazy and i was like what the fuck is going on maybe it's because i've already fought her you know is that fight that got overturned yeah and and so I was like, maybe it's because I've already fought her and I know this bitch can't beat me. So, like, maybe I'm just not nervous like that because of that, you know. And then uh, this fight came around and I, I feel the same. I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the nerves, they don't, they don't play a part in this. I think that, um, you know, I just have to, I it's, it's literally just skill and shit at this point. Like, I've been here a hundred times, I just got to go and perform. Is that something you figured out yourself through your fights and... You just felt you'd be better mentally with this kind of philosophy, or did you have somebody helping you? I mean, but there, hey, let me tell you, I've seen a lot of guys who are very talented, like George St. Pierre. Like he had a thing where after I beat him, he took a brick and he had my name written on that brick, and some shrink told him to go throw that fucking brick in the ocean. It worked. The guy beat my ass. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So, but I mean, no, people deal with that things, they deal with it in different ways. Did you come up with that yourself? Is that something you worked through yourself or somebody helped you with that mentality? Yeah, yeah. I think I think when people try to help me, I, I think they're 
they're just idiots. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You haven't been in my shoes. Mm-hmm. But when I was at the Olympic Training Center, we used to have to go see, like, a sports psychologist once a week. Yeah. And I remember sitting in this room with everybody, all my competition, everybody, and they want me to talk about my insecurities. You're out of your fucking mind. That's my competition sitting right across from me, yeah. all right? <laughs> Y'all, maybe if we were alone, something like that, but I'm just not that type of person. I don't, I can't visualize stuff. I can't think things through. I can't do it. it that's what brings nerves up to me. So I, I think I've learned over years how to, like, get away from what makes me nervous. And, and the fight, the struggle really is in your head. Like, I'll be in a fight, and I'm arguing myself in my head if I'm going to win or lose this fight, you know, and and I think a lot of my fights have been that way. I've lost fights because of things that have happened during the warm-up and, and the, the promotions kind of put me through and this and that, and I, I just didn't want to be there. And I would lose a fight because of that because I just didn't want to be in the cage. And it was it was nuts. And I think that, you know, I kind of learned what, what works for me and what doesn't. And, and we got a guy at our gym now. He's, like, big into this mindset crap. From He's a wrestling coach, and he's got all this mindset crap. And he always tries to talk to me, and I'm like, dude, I don't have any problems with my head. Trust me. Yeah. And he talks to me like, well, I've never had an athlete like you. I've you know, asked me all these questions and I'm like, no, this and this. And I just tell him what I think. And he's like, well, I've just never ran across an athlete like you. Well, I've fucking been there and done that. And I can't do the things you guys want me to do. I don't do them that way. I have to like be in my own head. I have to, I have to believe it myself. And, and to do that, I'm the only one that's going to tell me, you tell me I'm, I'm good and I need to do this and that. And I'm like, well, screw you. I don't, who the fuck are you telling me? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of just one of the things I had to learn, you know, and, and, and figure out myself and figure out what worked. And it did. Well, I love you. I, I love your attitude. Yeah, <laughs> I really sure. do. <laughs> now, when you got this phone call, now Cyborg, Hey, you know, Jermaine just, you know, took off from the division. She yeah. really left her belt there because she didn't want to fight cyborg because i mean this is a this is a fighter that is literally feared so i mean how are you now when you got the phone call tell me about that phone call did you any hesitation did you jump at it oh what? yeah yeah i took it right away they, they you know obviously if there's dollar signs in front of a fight contract i'm a fight <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh like i'm really a, a prize fighter man i'm really here to fight for money and i'm really here to to go as far as i can as fast as i can i i, I know how old i am i see the window closing and you know, I just, I, it all ain't for nothing, man. I haven't wrestled and I haven't put this many years in MMA and I haven't done all this shit I've done my whole life for nothing. You know, yeah. I, if I walk away now, I have nothing to show for it. And I, to be honest, I, I like surprise myself every time I fight. So I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm prepared and I'm ready and I'm, I'm, it's my time, man. Personally, as a, as a fan of the sport and as a fan of you and seeing you and Invicta and everything like that, I feel I'm happy that you're getting a lot more publicity now and people are seeing you. And I just want the fans to know that you've fought professionally for 11 years and you wrestled for 15 years. And you've worked with Eric Pena, Nick Diaz, your Faber's team, uh, Dan Henderson's team. So you've worked with a lot of people. So how has that affected and molded you into the fighter that you are today? Oh, man. Um, you know what? I think that I've been super blessed. Uh, and I think that that's the reason I am the fighter I am, obviously, all these takes a village for this one. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, uh, it's crazy. But um, I've gotten crazy amount of experience, and I've I've gotten to train with so many different styles and, and this and that. And I don't think that that is the reason I'm. I mean, obviously, it is the reason I'm as good as I am. But I think that what it comes down to is I don't I don't necessarily have to be the best the best fighter. I just have to know what kind of fighter I am. And I think it took a lot of years for me to figure out what kind of fighter I am. And, and the style of fighter I am and how I win fights. 
And then all the rest of that, man, is just it's all learning the defense. I think if I can shut anybody's if I can shut anybody's offense down, then I'm completely offensive the whole fight, and that's the, the type of fight I fight. And you know, I see a lot of fighters come in there and they're going to fight this guy and that guy, and they're going to change their game to do this and that. Well, I don't do that. I don't change my game. I, I realize what kind of fighter you are, and I'll change my defense a little bit because I don't want to get my ass kicked. But I'm not going to change my offense because that's what makes me good, and and that's the way I fight. And and I just think it took that many years and stuff and that much experience for me to figure out where I'm good. And, and you know, some people might learn a little faster. Uh, I might have got hit in the head a little bit <laughs> too much, so I don't learn as fast. But you know, it's um it's just one of the things I think that the time has definitely been on my side and and made me a better fighter. Where where some of these fighters are, are losing their edge. It's, at this time in their, their career and stuff and, and they don't want to get hit and they're scared to lose and they're, you know, I just feel like people are losing their edge and, and I'm not going to lose my edge. I definitely ain't going to let somebody whoop my ass. So I'm going to fight. And, and I just put myself in these situations that are scary and, and every fight's scary. I think yeah. every fight's scary, the same kind of scary. And, um, it's just a situation. I can't let fear like dictate what I do. And as soon as I kind of feel like oh, shit, then I'm like, fuck that. You, you just caught yourself a fight right there. Right. I, I just don't let myself say that, you know? Well, you're replacing Megan Anderson, and even Cyborg said this is a better fight. She thinks that you are a better opponent than Megan Anderson, and, and she That's believes... That's Yeah, and she... And, no, and she, she actually... She says uh, Tanya is in the top 10, certainly deserves to be in a big platform, and it will be a great fight for the fans. Now, normally, I mean, you're still the underdog here for the, to the public eye, but Cyborg thinks you're a very, very worthy opponent, myself included in that. Cyborg's usually used to bullying people. And I've yeah. seen some of your fights. You're kind of steamrolling a lot of people as well. So this is a very interesting sort of uh, bull versus bull you know, matchup. So can you talk about this matchup with Cyborg and how you feel it's going to go? Yeah, yeah. You know, I did this interview and, and somebody asked me, like, you know, you've never had an opponent come at you, like, like Cyborg's going to come at you. How do you think you're going to handle that? I think it works both ways. I mean, right. her opponents go in and they're super scared at the beginning. They're going in there for a payday. That's obviously what they're going in there for. And I am too. I'm going into every fight for a payday. That's how I pay my bills. Mm -hmm. That's how I survive. You know, that's what I do. And so I, I, I'm definitely going in there to, to win a fight. But I, when I look at a fight, I'm obviously looking at the, the whole payday and stuff like that. So I, I can't even imagine losing a fight. You know, I, I, I was talking to my coaches and we were walking to get some tea last night. And I was like, you know, I, I don't even know. Like, and I just had that fight that I lost and got overturned. It was crazy. Right. And it blew my mind. But, um, you know, thank God it went the way it did. But, um, you know, I just can't even, I think that, like, maybe if I can kind of catch that feeling and, like, kind of get it back, then I'd, I'd be like, fuck this. I don't want to lose. Uh, I know what that feels like. I don't want to lose. But I can't even feel that. I can't even understand that. I can't even pull that back into my mind. I, I just can't imagine losing a fight and I don't even can't even imagine what that feels like I can't imagine walking away a loser I just can't do it and it's just one of them things that I, I think that a champion feels you know what I mean like they that's just how they feel and and you know I think that um I think that this platform I've been on with Invict I think that it has built me and put me on this such a a high level to where I, I actually feel this where my feelings, the way I feel about myself as a fighter matches my skill level. And I think that that's what needed to come, come out of me to, to be able to perform the way I do. And I, I think that me and her are exactly the same. We're both really aggressive. We're both out there to finish fights, but we're absolutely complete opposites when it comes to like looking at our records. You know, she's all TKOs. 
you know, I have a, I have KOs on my record, I have submissions on my record, I have decisions on my record. I, I'm the type of fighter I think that's, that's super smart in a fight, and I, I feel like I, I'm not going to fight you where you're, where you've been training to fight me. I have girls that come in, and I can tell they just trained to get up off the ground, or they just trained certain other aspects they think are weak in my game that they need to get away from, or or strong in my game that they need to get away from. And I think that they've trained too long there, man. If you if you going to make this hard for me to hold you down then we'll stand up and fight i guess but oh my god this I think, is great you know I, I just think i'm super smart about it and i can kind of adjust and 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 figure out things in the fight and figure out where i need to go you know and and that's what makes me a better better fighter in the long run I, you know I, I i don't have a one i don't have a game plan when i go in of course i my game plan is to win and kick somebody's ass but i don't have a single game plan as soon as you shut that down then fuck there with my confidence too because that's what i was planning on you know so i, I don't think like that i try to think on a completely different level and and go in there open-minded and, and find the path of least resistance now you both yourself and cyborg have been around for a long time did you ever envision this fight did you ever see this like hey one day i'd like to fight cyborg or one day i see myself fighting her or no just this came out of left field Oh, no, I knew it. I, I have been, had this offer kind of given to me and it wasn't like a, a real offer. Like, Hey, we'll pay you this much to fight cyborg. It was never like a real offer. It was more like, I'm kind of feeling out like who would fight cyborg. And, you know, I've had this call about four times. Hey, will you fight cyborg? And, you know, I've, I've thought about it over and over and over and I've never had to really think about it, but oh yeah, I'd fight like I, I'll fight. And, you know, I, I think it, the way I think about it is if I take a loss and you know, oh, well, she's better than me, but I just don't think that I can live the rest of my career out thinking, man, what if she wasn't better than me? You know, I think that regret is so much worse than a loss that I just couldn't handle it. So, you know, I, I, I went over my head over and over and over about this fight, and and I thought I was going to have it so many times. I've offered to take the fight so many times, and, you know, when this come up, they, they called me, and I was just like, of course, of course, this would be my <laughs> fight yeah. into the UFC, you know, yeah. so, Biggest you know, whatever. Possible. And I mean, the fact that they are doing this either is, you know, who do they hate worse, me or her? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I, I, I just am, am kind of like the person that I feel like if you throw something hard at me, well, then I'm like, fuck you. Well, then I'll, do, I'll definitely do it. You know what I mean? So I, I'm definitely going to gonna take the fight right away. And they, they called me and I said yes. And, but how much do you pay? All right, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's not um, it's not one of those things where I could be scared of somebody and not fight somebody because I'm scared of losing because that's I, I definitely am not scared of losing um, in a sense. You know, I'm I'm not. I hate. I would hate to lose. I, I really can't even imagine losing. But um, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to let that keep me from fighting. Like well, that hurts way worse. You know. Yeah, I'm sorry, Phoenix. One of the good things I've been I've been in sim a similar spot where. You know, when you're fighting and you're and, you know, when you're confident in your skills, but then everybody else is looking like you're walking to your doom because <laughs> of the person you're fighting. And I felt it was very freeing. I, I really enjoyed being in that underdog uh, position. Are you yeah. enjoying are you enjoying that? Are you enjoying the uh, like people think, hey, man, it's almost like they're like, oh, wow, you're fighting her. Meanwhile, you're like, yo, you don't know what I got. Like, how, how do you feel with being the underdog? I always feel like I'm the underdog. And I said that and then some dipshit goes and puts up the, the freaking uh i guess the i guess the betting odds or whatever from all my last few fights and i've been up in the odds and i'm like i don't look at the odds you stupid i look at i'm talking about what people are freaking saying to yeah. idiots that that are out there writing articles and, oh well if tony beats this girl she'll be in the top 10 
well, you dumbass, like, I'm in the top ten. If she beats me, she'll be, like, I'm yeah. the freaking champion. You know what I mean? Like, been, uh, the stuff they say to me, like, it totally drives me crazy. And and I, I just don't understand it. But I kind of always feel like I'm the underdog. I feel like I always have something to prove. And it may not even be just against my opponent. It may just be in the in the sport altogether because I don't feel like I'm ever where I need to be or ever getting the respect I need. Or, you know, I don't even care if anybody respects me, but goddamn, man, if I'm fighting and I'm winning, you got to at least appreciate the fact that, that I'm a top-level athlete. Not yeah, You don't have to respect me as a person. I don't care if you like me or not, you know, but, but if I'm a good athlete, you should hire me for the fact that I'm a good athlete, you know? So um, that's the kind of way I've always felt, and I... I feel like I don't, I've never had that. And everybody's like, yeah, chip on your shoulder. Well, it would be too if you, if you spent 14 years in this career, in this sport, just alone, and all these girls that I beat are getting signed. Every girl that I beat on Evicted was getting signed. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do, <laughs> what do I got to do? But, you know, I, I just, I had to tell myself in Evicted, I had to tell myself, you know, um, I don't even care. I, I stepped back and I looked at the whole picture. Everything I thought I, I wanted, everything I dreamed about, everything I prayed about, I'm right there, man. I'm a world champion for a top-level promotion. I'm fighting on the highest level you can fight. I mean, in a sense, it's fight pass, so so it's pretty fucking high. I mean, that's yeah. kind of, you know, sea level. I mean, we're fighting on the same level as some of their athletes and stuff. So I, like, look at all that, and I'm like, this is exactly what I've always prayed and dreamed of. I'm just, I just was looking at a different window. You know, everybody's got this UFC symbol in their window or that's the end all and stuff like that and I had to kind of step back and, and just appreciate what where I am and, and what I've been given and the opportunities and stuff and I was like you know what I'm completely happy where I'm at and right. people kind of turn that around to say that I didn't want to fight for the UFC well of course I want to fight for the UFC they pay the most yeah. but you know I, I at the end of the day like I had to be thankful for what I what I had and where I was and, and, and that's what I did and I got to that point in Evicta and I was just fine well, I was th- fine with it this is an interesting topic, and I actually want your opinion more. I want to hear you more than I actually want to read an article. Because as a woman in the sport, looking at 145 right now, looking at what's going on, looking at the what the media says, what is your opinion on what's happening in the landscape of women's mixed martial arts and what's happening specific with this division? Uh, for <laughs> Like, like you're, you're the, you're the, you're, no, it's okay, but you're, you're the commentator, you're, you're the journalist, the things that you want, the things that you see, you know, you, you say that you had a little bit of a chip on your shoulder about girls getting signed and whatnot, but here you are, um, with such a record and such experience. I just want your thoughts on it. On just the 45 pound division altogether. Yeah. I just think that, um, I think it's great. I think that there's girls, I think they could have 55 pound division if they wanted to. I think that what it comes down to is, is. They kind of dropped the ball when they, I think when UFC announces anything, then Bellator and all these other promotions run wild with it. And they try to snatch up all the talent. Yes. And I think that's exactly what they did. I think that UFC announced they're having 45s and Bellator went and snatched up every girl out of Invicta and this and that. And they're going to pay them 10000 and 10000 right off the bat. And it's the biggest payday these girls have ever seen. So they're like, oh, you know, they just ran over there and signed with whatever other promotions were out there, you know. So it was um, just one of the things I think that they, they kind of set on too long that idea but um man i and then you got a champion coming over from invicta that's cyborg and these girls are super scared and i think that right. the, i think the sport's not made of the same the same guts that it was back in the day you know what i mean i think these girls today want to take fights that are 
easy wins or winnable fights for them, and, and they just want to get their name out there and be famous and all this. You know, I don't think anybody really wants to get into a freaking fight or, or get into a fight with somebody they think is intimidating or scary. And, you know, I think that's kind of what ran the other girls out. But I'll tell you what, I think if I won this belt, then you had have all them girls that are 45ers come right the hell back up because I'm definitely less scary, even though I think I'm just as, as, as uh, tough an opponent as anybody out there. I think that I, just when people look at me, they're like, oh, that's scrawny bitch. I'm, she's got so many holes in her game. Look at this. She looks like shit when she fights. She has no hands. She has no ground. Well, I do. I just am unorthodox. I, don't, I wrestle the same way, too. The coaches on national team are like, that won't work. You can't do that. That ain't the right way. Well, it's funny because I'm getting a four-point throw in a freestyle tournament, and I've seen nobody get a four-point. Nobody's getting a lift point. Who's ever got a lift point? Nobody in this tournament. No, so shut the hell up. You no, know? We, so got, I, we got this 145, and there's a lot of people yeah. in the mix. So, yep. you know, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine de is in this mix, so you mind, you might wind up fighting her. So what are your yeah. thoughts on her and the whole situation about her refusing to fight Cyborg? Well, see, this is why I don't refuse to fight anybody because exactly. <laughs> the people like the like we are going to do right now is, is talk about her. You know, I, I just don't, I don't want people to ever say that I was a fucking coward. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that that's what that is. I think that, um, I think that just walking or getting your title ripped away from you because you're scared to fight somebody is absolutely ridiculous. You're the world champion. You have the UFC belt. That's the top belt. You are the world champion. You shouldn't pick and choose your opponent. You should fight every person they put in front of you. If you really think you're the champion and you're the best in the world, you fight everybody they put in front of you. And that's how I ran my career when I was with Invicta. That's how I always run my career, and that's what I believe. And I think that that, her letting herself get that title stripped away proved that she didn't think she's a champion. She doesn't think she's the best. She knows she's not the best. You know, and and to run back down there is just, that's just crazy, man. Yeah, It's it's (laughs) worth that much sacrifice to cut that much weight and all that, like, why not try to beat her? What if you can beat her? What, like, who's really seen her fight a crazy great opponent? She has it. She hasn't fought anybody crazy good. So how do you know you can't hit her hard enough? How do you know her chin isn't, like, isn't as good as, isn't as tough as the rest of her body looks? Yes. You know what I mean? How do you know? How do you yes. know? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. You get me psyched. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tanya. This is no, this is a this I is a great it. matchup. Yeah. It really is. Listen, Tanya, I I loved uh, talking to you. I love your attitude. I mean, you shoot, you're like a, a Diaz sister or something. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I love your attitude, and I'm really I was looking forward to it before. But uh, listen, being a guy that had this the odds stacked against me, you're the you're the person who controls your destiny in there. I don't have to tell you that. I'm not trying no. to give you one to grow on. I'm just telling you that uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you and excited to see you in the big show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. All right, Tanya. Take care. Go relax. Do your thing, and we'll be watching this weekend. That's uh, awesome. Later. Hey, I, I I was trying to put my uh, fight gear on last night. I was like, this is ridiculous. Can we get something? They're trying to find some shorts that fit me all right. I was like, I look ridiculous and everything. I'm just a soft body, guys. My body ain't hard everywhere. Hey, listen, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You, you could kick worse. ass. It was oh, the no. worst. Uh, listen, I'm sure you're going to look great. I'm sure you're going to perform. And uh, uh, we, we can't wait, Tanya. I am. I'm sacrificing. I look at the performance body. We're looking forward <laughs> to it. I'm going hard with it. this shit. Yeah, Tanya. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're psyched, Tanya. Thanks for hanging with us. All right, thank you guys. All right, Later. take care, Bye. Tanya. Tanya Evinger fighting Cyborg this yeah. weekend. What a, she has like that never give up attitude. She had, first of all, she has the right attitude. I mean, you're you. 
You don't want somebody in there going, hi, I hope I do okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's going in there and she believes in a skill set. And uh, man. She, she's as she sounds as scrappy as she is. I mean, she's, and she's gonna bring it. You I've know? watched a few of her fights. No, she overwhelms this is, you. This is exciting. You know, All right? Well, that was, that was very, that was a that was a good talk. I'm yeah. gonna say, break out that. Break, oh, we were we talking about right before that the Justice League. We were. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to that. But I want you also get get through it and see what's happening. Look at this general topic discussions. <laughs> look at that. You see that? I'm looking at you. I now look. A lot of times there's a lot of um, what's going on in the sport because yeah. the producer gets ready for us. Yes. I purposely, I don't look at it. Do you know why? Why? Because I like when I hear it fresh and it's fresh on air. <laughs> you know? So what do you want to talk about? I want, well, look at look at those topics. Robert Whitaker. You know? When are we talking to Tyron, injury? by the way? Huh? Um, five minutes. Oh, okay, on, can, I, can I yeah, run any, to the ladies' room then? Well, why don't we take a quick break? Yeah, why don't we, we take, take a, a break then? Okay. Let's take a quick break and we have a lot of things to talk about, including the champ. Yes. Exciting. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. We are back from break. What? Yeah, we are. And you know what we should talk about right now? We have a sponsor. I love sponsors. Sponsors, that's how we pay the bills. Toyo Tires. I love Toyo Tires. Well, they are as tough as a UFC fighter. Is that what you wanted to tell me? That's what I wanted to tell you. That's why Toyo Tires have been the proud sponsor of the UFC because they are tough. Just like the fighters, Toyo Tires are built for battle. Yes. All or nothing philosophy, my friend. Durability, aggressive design, on and off-road capabilities. Go. Yes to all of them. Did you say yes to all of those? Yes to all of them. Every single one of those. Living life on the highway. I feel like I should start rapping. Anyway. (laughs) Spending some time off-road. Hold on. What about living life on the highway? Uh, it's like a I don't know I feel like it's a 90s rock song or something like that no is it I think you wanted to say Toyo has you covered that's what I was Toyo has you covered that's what I was hoping she'd say but it's for listen we all know we love Toyo yeah Yeah. and no matter what you drive they have you covered and frankly they're cool any vehicle cool is important every terrain yes all or nothing all or nothing Toyo tires yeah let me can I tell you the next time you need tires ask for Toyo okay Toyo I'll do that it's fun to say. I always take your advice. It's fun to say. Say it. Toyo. It's fun to say. Toyo. To experience more, visit toyotires.com backslash UFC. That's toyotires.com backslash what? UFC. Yes. What? The San Diego episode of Looking for a Fight? It's doing great. Dana White looking for a fight. Check that one out when you get a chance. Okay. I'll do it on you the sent me. Ride. You sent me something the other day. I always send you superheroes. You shit. sent me something with superheroes, and I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was... I was driving and I'm yet to see it. 
Okay. But I'm now you have see something it. to look at when you when we All look. right. Yeah, I'm excited. I always You're send right. you superhero memes. I know. We're both Wait, do you dangerous can you, do you know nerds. what my t-shirt says? It's Xavier Institute for Higher Learning. Yeah. It's X-Men. That's right. Can't they, they, can't get, that. they can't get those movies right. <sighs> Not a big fan. But listen, um, we're about to talk to, and there's so many topics to talk about. Okay. But let's just take a break from it for two seconds. And he's going to call in any second. But until he calls in, yeah. do, 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 do my thing. Do, come on, let's, let's party. This gets stuck in my head, by the way. We'll, we'll just do this really quick. All right, you ready? Yep. <laughs> everybody i uh it's horrible when we did that for uh that poor girl the poor american ninja yeah when girl, jesse uh, was in yeah i think she was a little taken back like what the fuck is <laughs> she was a sweet girl by the way yeah <laughs> listen really quick until uh the, the champ tyron woodley calls in uh the spider-man homecoming we, we touched base on it but we did not really delve into it let's just thought that let's just get our feet wet with that what did you think of spider-man homecoming i thought it was like a john hughes 80s teen movie mixed mm. with marvel dopeness yes i you know a lot <laughs> of people brought up how it was how it felt like a like a teen movie and, yes and that's what spider-man he was a kid mm-hmm. you know i know i know toby mcguire looked like he was like 35 yeah and i really enjoyed the, the toby mcguire the first one, one. I, I, when I it turned into a one. musical and the third one i was pissed yeah you know, they, they kind of jumped the show up with the whole sandman yeah and and that it's so funny how we can watch superhero movies but when it gets too unbelievable like a guy with sand and he just gets super and it's like ah this is unbelievable now yeah, what, thro- what draws could- a line <laughs> like where does the line cross there, there is though there is a line because you're like ah no that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah uh, well, meanwhile spider-man totally swinging around scaling a wall like a spider is i know but normal. i can i can accept that more than just some you know silly sand guy but no back to uh homecoming I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's some changes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the Mary the Mary Jane. It's not Mary Jane now, but it is MJ. I and mean, yeah. there's gonna be a little bit of spoilers here. Listen, go see it. I'm not gonna totally spoil everything, no, obviously. We're not gonna ruin but I everything. will say that that the MJ is different than our MJ, right? You know, and uh, I'm not. I'm okay with that. It's a little a little different dynamic of, you know, she's really into him than him into her type of thing. It's a little different than the usually. It was, you know, Peter Parker had the crush on the redhead next door. So mm-hmm. it's a little different. What I didn't like, and a lot of people are liking it, oh, it's a fresh new take on a bully, the new millennial bully. Oh. Uh, and that's Flash Thompson. I hated it because it, the bully, did you, you didn't see this no, movie, Chris. No, no. my well, boyfriend bully, said the same thing that you're saying The bully saying right is just a little, like, Indian kid who's like, who Peter Parker doesn't need powers to beat him, smack him around. Yeah. But they're trying to do the whole, like, he's just more of like a, like a privileged like little Rich shit, kid. yeah. Who's yeah, just like, oh, hey, penis Parker. He's, he's makes him, but yeah. he's not threatening. No. And like it, and I heard that like the director's point or whoever wrote it was their point was, well, you know, Spider Man is not really threatening for him with a physical violence because it's that's not the point. The point is the guy used to throw him at the lock is now he can't anymore. And that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't don't screw with that. Why you got to screw with that? Yeah, I, 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 I felt like the that. same way. That's my one thing that I had a major issue with. I actually didn't even realize it was supposed to be that character until I, they said his name. I was like, wait, what? That's I'm like, that? That's the that's the bully? Oh, poor the, you. The other issue that people had with it is that they didn't believe that he had his spider sense. Yeah. Because he was getting hit by a lot of shit. But well, I just feel like so much was getting thrown well, at him. Well, I don't want to, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to do any, like, sp- like well, it's not really. Well, listen, screw that. It's been out there, and I saw I saw a leaked uh, version of the uh, Comic Con trailer okay. of uh, 
of um, Infinity War. And I'm not jumping all, but they showed like different things happening in one scene. It was the uh, it was it was it was uh, Peter Parker's hair turning up on his head, on his on his uh, arm, so it's like his spider sense. Oh, so sense. maybe it kicks. Yes, in. and well, or else it just showed that he has it. Like they showed his hair stand up. Oh my god! All the geeks were like, "Yay, you nerdgasm!" Oh, they were going nuts. <laughs> oh god! Oh, spaghetti. So, okay, good because I so, was a little disappointed. But no, that. listen, I really like Tom Holland as uh, he's perfect as Peter Parker. I thought he was, I thought he was awesome, and Spider Man. I, th- I thought he was. He was great, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. I'm going to see it again. Me too. And I give it a zero. P- the one, listen, I took my family, and I actually missed the fight scene at the end. You know, you know there's going to be a third act with him fighting the vulture. Yeah. And uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was great, so by good. the way. Michael Keaton was awesome. And there's some twists with that where I'm not going to say, but that was great with him. Yeah. And I really enjoyed him as the bad guy, as the vul- vulture, right? The vulture. Mm-hmm. But I missed the fight scene at the end because my, my middle one had to go to the bathroom. And my wife had my uh, my four year old sleeping on her. So you have so to this, go see it again. This is, uh, hashtag you know daddy problems <laughs> messes with my my movie. But listen, you know I love my kid. <laughs> she has to go to the bathroom. She has to go to the bathroom. How funny is the adult is like you're making me miss Spider Man. <laughs> I know. Why didn't you go before the movie? <laughs> they made it so good though. I love all those movies. Yeah, me too. You know, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, so that's good. So we that's we we both agree that it's a. You know, zero, I, zero I, I would breaks. give it. I would give it four out of five stars for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, they did a great job. What do you think of <laughs> to be a nerd? And we're getting back to the fights in one second. I know, we are. This weekend's this gonna be what, freaking this phenomenal. That's what we do. Wait, by the way, DC versus Jones, really quick. Who do you think's gonna win? Quick, quick. Who's who's taking it? Oh, you don't have to uh, answer. Look, Tyrant's calling. Uh, all right, thank God, thank right. God. Yeah, it's like we Here planned we that because you're friends with him. <laughs> Is this the champ, Tyron Woodley? What's up? What's up, buddy? It's it's Matt Sarah in Phoenix Cana Valley. How are you, pal? Great, man. Good thing this weekend. Yes, you got some good work. Man, you, wait, are hold you on. in like a fishbowl or something? Yeah, you got us on speaker. Or are you? Uh, what do you got going on, man? <laughs> Sounds like you're in a well. Why <laughs> you caught me? You caught me. Caught me. I'm speaking now. Okay. okay. How, how would you like if you called up on when you're, you're doing your These Nuts podcast and uh, I'm on a I'm in a got you on speakerphone. I'm only kidding, champ. How you feel? How you feeling week <laughs> of the fight, dude? Are you nice and relaxed, or are you just chilling, or are you, you bundle of nerves? How are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel good, man. I just um got to cut weight a little bit, so shedding some lbs and um just mm-hmm. feeling real good. Isn't um, it? Yeah. Only thing that's annoying is all these damn. Random Californian um, commission weigh-ins and neurological tests. I'm like, just let us fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean? annoying. We're not freaking, we're not um, wired right. Obviously, we're fighting MMA, so I'm just trying to do a neurological test on us. It's no. it, California is hard because they have so many strict My rules. Goodness, about, annoying. Yeah, is this the first time you've had to deal with that? I fought in California in 2004, but this is a they wanted to FaceTime us and check our weight. They wanted to freaking do a neurological test. And I just basically told them, hey, I'm going to do this damn FaceTime thing once. And after uh-huh. that, you ain't going to see me to weigh in. So I'm a world champion. This is what I do. I made scratch weight two and three times before I was even fighting for world titles. So I'm a professional. I've never had a weight cut affect my performance. So fall back. Yeah. Now you're fighting, obviously, Damian Maya this 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 weekend, and everybody that's fought him, they know what they're dealing with, and and some very skilled fighters. Uh, even his last uh, fight with Masvidal, I mean, 
skilled guy. He know they, everybody knows what he wants to do, but they they're not stopping him. They're not. They're, 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 they they well, they well. Tell me how to do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, was, he, 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 Sure, give me the tips. Uh, listen, I know you're, you're hanging out with a very smart man, um, Duke Rufus. Not only yes, Duke, of course, but also Dean Thomas. <laughs> I just like to take shots at Dean. And I was asking Dean, I'm like, Dean, like, you know, is he dealing with the underhook when he shoots in? Because he doesn't have to get a, a straight takedown. He just has to make connection. And then he's hard to like, he's like a magnet. So it's like, I know, I saw you, I, I was watching the um, the countdown special and I was watching you taking away these shots from a from a guy that, that could be his stunt double who's very explosive and you would take, I mean, listen, you're, 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 you're just such an athlete, but I mean, do you feel that you have the strategy to, to take this, to do what all these other guys aren't able to do? I think sometimes people just think stop the shot. And it's not the shot, as you say, it's the continuation. The shot is just to get him close and get him tight. He just want to connect himself to you. And it might be two or three fingertips. And sometimes that's all he needs. Also, it's just when you think he's defending the one shot, I think guys relax. And then he continues to go and he grabs and he just, he knows this is one way to win the fight. So why wouldn't he go for both trying to get that? Um, I'm not saying that, you know, I have a idiot proof you know, mistake-free solution. But I am a better <clears throat> wrestler than most guys he fought. Uh, I think I obviously got the, the highest takedown defense in world history. And I'm faster. I'm going to use a lot of footwork. And I'm going to be punching him a lot. So it's going to make it tough for him to be close enough to take me out. Yeah. As far as with punching him and with your power, because, man... I was just watching some of your last fights, dude. You freaking you, you do possess that power to just even clip a guy and he's and he's done. But like some guys are afraid to pull that trigger because they know they know one one wrong one missed, you know, uh play shot and he's on you. I mean, you, you to pull that trigger, I mean, are you like considering let me let me rephrase this. Like in other words, a lot of guys are gun shy. They're like, I mean, I could, I'm better than him standing, but one wrong, one, what yeah. So it's like, what's gonna stand? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How crazy that person he's underneath. They do. I think about the risk of throwing those shots. And the answer is yes. You know, I talked to guys that he's competed against. And I won't tell exact game plan, but they told me that when they went out there and was waiting in the shot and was backing up and was prepared for it, that he got the shot. But when they when they took it to him, you know, the the shot selection they took as far as the punches made it very hard. And then once he gets hit and hurt, then he goes in desperation mode when we see him take those shots from way, way, way far away. What's the chance of us of you really throwing him off with your game plan and just jumping the guard? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, his guard is not really that deadly. He's what his now? Guard to a sweep. His half guard to a sweep. Yeah. The sweep to taking your back or mounting you or putting a tripod pressure on you from half guard position and just playing that game and putting in a position where your natural reaction is to try to stand up and expose your back. That's what he does best. Yeah. You know, look at Mazadal. When he got in his guard, you know, he was beating him up. When, you know, when, when Chris Whiting got in his guard, he was beating him up. I think it surprised him. Like, granted, Chris Whiting was just hitting the front. Yeah, great. Those guys are very comfortable taking down jiu-jitsu masters, isolating yeah. their hips, mm-hmm. and then getting into their guard and beating them up. Yeah, Chris, I mean, Chris is a big... Uh, I mean, I mean, Damian Maya. You know, he had success in the middleweight division. So, I mean, th- now that he's like the bigger guy, there's two ways to look at that. One, it's great when he, for him when he gets a hold of you because he's he's so huge. 
But he's also a bigger target for you to be landing your bombs. Is that how you like to look at it? Like he's just a bigger target? No, um, Chris is a big guy, and I don't plan on fighting him like Chris did. It wouldn't make a lot of sense for me. And I wouldn't put myself in the best position to be successful. Uh, I'm just being honest. Chris is, I would never want Chris on top of me as far as um, just the top pressure. Yeah. And he opens really hard. He creates just enough space to land on strikes. And that's why he dominated every minor. I like it, man. And how's Duke Rufus doing now? You spent a lot of time with Duke for this fight as well? Yeah, you know, split, split time there, split time in Florida with Dean. Um, Duke is phenomenal. He'll be here in a day or so. You know, those guys just got me prepared, you know, from the striking, from angles. Um, the way that I throw my punches and the way you can throw your punch, but you don't really expose your body a lot. And it's actually, you know, you actually conserve quite a bit more energy when you throw your shots. Um, you know, really the fight is um, Chris Wade and um, Charlie Oliveira. No, no, it wasn't Chris Wade. It was um, <clears throat> Ryan Flair. You know, he was relaxed. One, you know, a lot of people criticized him. He planned too much. His hands were too low. When he threw a shot, that uppercut, he had a perfect good time, and it took almost no energy to throw that shot. I think having your hands in the right position to defend takedowns and also the throws, almost whipping fatal shots, are going to be the one that hurt him and um, make him go in desperation mode. And when guys are going in desperation mode, me, those are the guys get finished. Tyron, you know, a lot of the conversations you and I have had have, has always been like a, making MMA a thinking man sport. We always talk about that, especially since you do the Fox commentary as well. So, Phoenix? Yeah, it's Phoenix. Oh, hell, why you didn't tell me that? I said it was I'm me. Like, I'm like, hold on, that boy sounds familiar. <laughs> Sudden, suddenly he's, into, know, suddenly he's back like, now. <laughs> Yo, I, you, well. Like, is that Phoenix? Yes. See, suddenly he forgets his weight he's cut like, all of a sudden. Right now. You know, that's because, <laughs> no, because we, we, you know, every time we talk about fights, we all nerd out. So I have, I have two questions for you then. The one thing is that you've been fighting all these very specialized guys. Damian Maya, very specialized guy, known for stuff. Thompson, very specialized guy. How do you feel that makes you a better fighter? Because you really have to, you got to go outside of just your own things and game plan and, and just be, it makes you just a great commentator too. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, just from, if I had not had seen Thompson fight twice or Damian Maya to fight, and I would have never exposed myself to that world of martial arts. And now that I've had these opponents, it's almost like I'm absorbing their powers. So now some of the stuff that I learned from fighting um, Stephen and preparing to fight him, those are things that I can utilize against other opponents. Yeah. And the same thing from, you know, Damian Maya. I had to understand his mindset on why he does the certain things, why he goes to the shop there, why he shoots his fight, what is he looking for in this sense. So now fighting those positions, training to get out of them, mm-hmm. also showed me how to put other people in that same position. So it's going to make me a more, um, more refined martial artist. You like Rogue, son? Yeah. You like Rogue of yeah, the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, you know, at the time I didn't like it. It was annoying. It was annoying. It having Sage Northcutt and Chris Dane and Raymond Davis kicking that shit and throwing his wild shit, which he's never yeah. seen before. But, you know, it helped me out. You know, it, it, it kept me as a world champion. Well, you had a karate guy last time, a jiu-jitsu uh, expert this time. Maybe next time you get a capoeira guy, you'll be ready. You'll be ready for anybody, <laughs> yeah, Tyron. A break dancer. <laughs> no, but what about? It might, it I might mean, be you got a fair competition. <laughs> <laughs> what about though? You you know you're a really good commentator. I love you on Fox, Robbie and Cowboy. Oh, uh, you know it just depends on these guys are both um, at times they 
it depends on what that mental state is at. And Cowboy, when he's mentally there, he's a world beater and Robbie's the same way. Yeah. Um, and if they both are mentally ready to redeem themselves, we should see a crazy high-paced fight. If, if one person decides that, hey, you know, I'm not mentally there, you know, um, <clears throat> um, Robbie, obviously, you know, he had not fought since he had fought. So I don't know where his mind's at. And also, Cowboy's showing that he, he's not the greatest at taking body shots. Yeah. So Robbie would be shooting him to try to dig into his body. And I think both of those guys, you know, I think I think Cowboy's going to be throwing a lot of head kicks just because he knows that Robbie had the concussion. Robbie's going to be doing a lot of body shots. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, listen, we're super excited for you, champ. Uh, I'm going to be there because I got Aljo Funkmaster Sterling fighting. So me and yeah, yeah, <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. loves Aljo. So I'll be there and I'll be hopefully, uh, I'll probably be attacking Dean Thomas if he's out there. So warn him that I'm coming. And best of luck to you, champ. I can't wait, man. I can't wait for this I fight. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's good to talk that. to you. All right, guys. Take it easy. Later. All right. Bye. Take care, Tyron. All right. That's the champ right there. Yeah. He's a good man. I'm looking. I mean, I can't be. I can't be any more excited for that fight. It's another you know good what? matchup. It, it, and it's weird though, Phoenix. I mean, I like. I like Tyron, man, and he's my. You know, me. Dean Thomas is a very close friend of mine, and that's his guy. So it's like, and every time I see him, he's such a gentleman. I feel mm-hmm. like I know him more than than Damian. But uh, shit, man, I'm such a jujitsu guy at heart. I just love watching Damian Meyer, and I, I'm just, I just, I just love it. I could watch it all day long. Just. People like don't like that. I think he's. I think it's just seeing a master at work with how he uses. I don't watch. You be. It's funny. I watch some grappling events. You mm-hmm. think. You think because I own jujitsu schools, I'll be watching uh, all these grappling tournaments left and right. But a lot of them I find boring and unrealistic to a fight. Some of them they're just yeah. not. And but you know others I watch. But to use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the octagon is, or in any in mixed martial arts in general is the is the ultimate test because right. that's that you know i mean that's that's a fight so you when somebody uses it there that's what it's made for i love i love how he uses techniques that are pretty much fundamental techniques but yet he's finishing the highest level athletes with it and it's just something i could i just love it i freaking love it I you know what I mean? As and, well, I mean and, that's the UFC slogan, right? As as real as it gets. Well, I mean, he. If you look at Damian Maya's last fight, exactly, and he, his last fight was with with uh, was Masvidal, who by all means is a more well rounded fighter. He's definitely a more well rounded fighter. He's dangerous in every area, mm-hmm. but he's just such a specialist. Like you were just saying, specialist. He's such a specialist in his in the grappling that it just sh- shuts down all the the, the other areas. You know, so, but can he do that with such an explosive, explosive athlete who has the power of uh, Tyron Woodley? That's well, the thing. Tyron has a very high fight IQ. He really does. And, and no, very smart. Very so smart. He doesn't set himself up for disaster, especially now that he has the belt, which is why people criticized him in the Wonder Boy fight. But he yeah. was like, look, I had to fight a smart fight to retain my title. And he didn't take a lot of risks or chances. Yeah. So he is a very smart guy. And I think technically he will go into this Damian Maya fight, you know, prepared. But Damian Maya has some tricks up his sleeve Damian. too. This is why we like fights because there's always that, <gasps> ah, Mas- you know. Masvidal was dangerous when he fought him from the opening bell to the end. And he's a shark when he sees blood. 
And but does he, he hit as that, hard as he Woodley? No, he doesn't. But he also, but arguably, he has, you know, unique stand up, man. Yeah. And he has, uh, you know, I'm not going to say better stand up because, you know, one shot by <laughs> the champ is a mm-hmm. game changer. So, but, but at the same time, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, Jorge puts it, he puts it together as, as good as anybody. I mean, look what he did to Cowboy. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people were and 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 he's hard to get down and ah man, I, I'm I'm really I <laughs> that's can't, why I'm, we like this. I know I'm excited. I'm excited that I'm going to be there. That's this whole card though. It's hard to pick. And yeah, it what, is. Cormier Jones got to pick on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I, I'm really I'm I, I... really interested to see the game plan of uh, Cormier. I believe he's going to be. I I, I want it, a lot's going to be determined on how and how he how he stands up with them. He's he knows what he's in for now. He, before he didn't know. Before he 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 just took for granted, hey man, I'm going to get him down because I get everybody down. Right. And then he didn't get him down. And that's something he had to make and he still went 5 rounds and he won. If it was a 3 round fight, he would have won that first round if I if I'm correct. I think he was ahead. He won the first two rounds. Been. He could have been. I, yeah. I got to watch it again. Won the I'm first pretty round, but he, I don't know I'm, about I think the I thought he won the first two. I think Listen, John won I, the second round. I've seen I haven't seen it in a while. Be honest yeah. with you. But I remember thinking that if it was he was winning and then he lost some steam and right. it went bad. And then he finally got that takedown that he was just so stubborn on getting and just and then and then John bounced right back up. So yeah. that sucked. Yeah. So I want to see how he deals with that puzzle, man. Like that's he fought him for 25 minutes and he lost. So, and he's the champ now, and he's been more active. This is exciting. See, we're selling this. We're not even just trying to sell. It. I, this is the one. <laughs> this is the mean? one I can't watch this at yeah. a bar because I'm going to kill people when they <laughs> t- speak. Yeah. And so um, I'm going to have to find a quiet place and order it by myself and yeah. sit there and not listen to people. Well, I'll be flying out. <laughs> I'll be flying out with the big guy. He'll be you know, there. And I can't wait. I'm looking at this. This and I'm I'm a lot more not, not that I wasn't excited, but now that we did so I did some research on on seeing uh who this uh Tanya Evinger chick is. Mm-hmm. Um, and after talking to her, I love her attitude. I, I like her already, man. And then she started making fun of her body about her. She looked at it. I like her even more. See that it's like <laughs> I relate with everything. and then girl like be like just like me and be like, Well, I don't like that color. Yeah, You're fighting. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say before, by the way, when we got Tyron uh he called in the Jones Cormier matchup is one of those rare matchups where like you could actually say the winner maybe is the pound for pound best. You know what I mean? If, if Cormier beats Jones, how do you not make that argument? And John Jones obviously is always considered based off of the history of fights that they've both had with the level of competition and fighting people at their own strategy and beating them at their own game. Yes. I 1000% agree with that. I'm uh What? I'm reading over the card. Oh, what do you? What do you? What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> I think we're good, to be honest with you. I do. I'm. I'm excited. Uh, let's give a proper plug, starting with the UFC fight pass, please. You don't have to. I can throw Chris the producer to do it. What do you? What do you want? I'll, I'll do it. I like to throw. I like to throw <laughs> stuff like, at Phoenix. What? She's like, what? You didn't tell me. I had to do a. To, uh, Chris the producer, yes. fight pass. When did that start? Around six thirty p.m. Yes, UFC two fourteen <laughs> fight pass prelim started six thirty p.m. Eastern time this Saturday, July 29th. The prelims are on FXX, the TV prelims. Okay, so that's a different what channel. Did you say? It's FXX is the channel. Okay. They started at 8 p.m. Eastern, and then the pay per view. How many X's is that? Two, two X's. All right. Just two. Doesn't go all the way. Uh, and then the pay per view main card starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's a good one. 
FXX. I gotta say, I usually it's I I usually go to Fox Sports One. I'm glad you're telling me this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. FXX has like different. They usually have a lot of like superhero movies on and things like oh, that. So you know, I might need this channel. But they have the prelims this week. <laughs> well, listen, I can't wait. What else do we have to talk about, Phoenix? You want to plug anything, buddy? We're gonna be getting out of here in a second. Um, hit we me had, up I had on, a good time. I always have a good time with you, Matt. Thank you. What I, about him? Uh, I don't know about Christopher. Gibson. Yes, you're in now. You're in. <laughs> yes. Oh, he gives the slow clap. I would have gave you a round of applause for attacking him. That's I how I we just, know. I was just trying to fit in. Chris. That's how we know you're comfortable. Oh, are you kidding me? Kick him in the nuts. Listen, what else you got going on? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm working, commentating fights all over the place. I've got my podcast in fighting shape. Yeah. And that's... You're you moving know. in with your boyfriend next week? I am. All right. I am terrified. That's all right. You'll do uh, it. No, it's going to be, it's gonna be <laughs> I got to cook a lot. That's what I'm... You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Myself. And listen. Oh, no, go ahead. You're still plugging? Uh, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Hit me up. Yeah. Is hit me up. Me, I got nothing to say, actually. Just listen. You don't have to train with me in jiu-jitsu. You know, or on the martial arts in general. But you should train, people. I'm just doing this to... This is not even for me. If you're in Long Island, don't get me wrong. Sarah BJJ. If I was in Long Island, I would totally train with you. Or Myrtle Beach with my buddy Frankie Patches. With Sensei Edgar over in uh, Puerto Rico. Maya Wes. You don't got a school out there. An affiliate. Oh, yeah. Now I know. I love it, man. Because I want to go... Listen, I got to go... I got to go teach my... my Knowing is half the battle. Sarah BJJ Puerto Rican students. (laughs) And I love them. I go over there and I use it as a vacay. Show some kamoras. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Listen, we are out of here. Train jiu-jitsu. Do some mixed martial arts. Watch UFC this weekend. Bye, Phoenix. Bye. <laughs> Later. Out. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.